O Lord, open our hearts to hear your love. O Lord, help us to behold, to hear and receive you in word and sacrament, that our mouths may proclaim your praise. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Over the past several weeks since Easter, we have continued to expand our understanding about the meaning of the cross and the nature of the kingdom of God that comes forth following the resurrection of Jesus Christ through the Gospels and other lessons in our lectionary. Some of these lessons, such as the story of the road to Emmaus or of Thomas, talk about events following the resurrection in which Jesus encountered his disciples and continued their formation as apostles. In the road to Emmaus, Jesus showed his disciples that he is the risen Christ through the breaking of bread at their shared meal. The gospel passage recalls, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us? burning within us, while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us. In the story of Thomas, the resurrected Jesus tells the disciple to touch his wounds, to demonstrate that it is Jesus himself who is resurrected. Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Today's story of the Good Shepherd comes from an earlier time in Jesus' ministry, but it feeds our belief and helps us to understand the nature of a new relationship with God in which the kingdom of heaven begins to manifest itself in the world following the crucifixion and resurrection of the Messiah, the Son of God. The theme of sheep and shepherds is one of the most familiar in Scripture. In the Old Testament, there are many biblical figures that were shepherds, including Abraham and Jacob, Moses and King David. We need not look any further than the 23rd Psalm this morning to see how scripture has used this image. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. This Psalm has provided comfort to many at all stages in life and often during the passage of life from this world into the kingdom of heaven. It speaks of an intimate and everlasting relationship between God and God's people and the fulfillment of God's love for each of us. On our pilgrim to the Holy Land last January, we visited one of the, one of the sites thought to be the shepherd's field in a place called Beit Shaur, near Bethlehem. Because of the terrain and the local vegetation, the field surrounded some caves in which the shepherds gathered their sheep at night to keep them safe from wild animals or thieves or robbers. 
In other areas in the Holy Land, sheepfolds may have been constructed of rock walls with an opening. Once the sheep were gathered in the walls or in the cave, the shepherds could sleep in front of the opening so they would be awoken if there was an alarm. Thus, it might be that the shepherd might also be the gatekeeper or even the gate. One generalization about sheep is that they are flock or herd animals. They need a lot of tending. Sheep are not very bright and also likely to be wayward, getting lost if not watched carefully. Sheep are without means of protecting themselves from the perils of the world, so the shepherd is needed to watch over them and keep them safe, sometimes by putting the shepherd's own life at risk. Over time, the relationship between the sheep and the shepherd becomes close. As the passage says, Jesus said, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Inside the gate, it is relatively safe. Outside the gate, there is peril. Yet what would happen to the sheep if they always stayed inside the gate? They'd starve. Or they'd wander away. I'm sorry. And what would happen to the sheep if they were always in, outside the gate? They, that's right, they'd run away or they'd get eaten by vicious animals or something. So it is necessary to move the sheep inside for safety and outside so they can find sustenance. The shepherd takes the sheep back and forth and they follow him because they trust him. One way we can consider the Christian life is to understand that part of it takes place in building our relationship with Jesus and with the kingdom of God. We do this in the church through worship, in prayer, in the study of scripture, and in other disciplines that involve our spiritual growth. A second way that we live out the Christian life is in the world, proclaiming the good news and serving the Lord in ways that honor our neighbors as ourselves out of gratitude for our salvation through Christ. And Jesus is the shepherd that leads us out of our sheephold or the church and into the world and back from the world and into the sheephold. Well, we can be quick to put labels on sheep like dumb or clueless. It may be more of a problem when we put these labels on ourselves. Yet, yet Jesus applies the term sheep to his followers frequently. And in spite of our bruised self-esteem, we assume that he means what he says. In so many ways, we are like sheep, people who constantly stray from the righteous path. We get lost, we wander around aimlessly, we encounter each other, we encounter each other in many ways that are unhelpful at best and harmful at worst. Yet we humans have an even bigger problem 
than just being dumb or wayward. We have a problem of sin that creates a barrier between God and ourselves. Even at our best, we know we fall short of any ability to atone for our sins or lead sinless lives. Scripture condemns us and shows us the futility of our own efforts to reconcile ourselves to God. In our gospel, Jesus tells his disciples and us, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Good Shepherd is a lesson that rests upon a larger question of Jesus' authority. If Jesus is the Messiah, the anointed one who will save his followers and establish the kingdom of God on earth, how will his followers know him to be who he is? The common vision of the Messiah would be a great warrior king who would sweep aside invaders and reestablish the glory of the days of David and Solomon in the land of Israel. Other nations would bow down to the kingdom of Israel. But if Jesus is not the warrior king envisioned of old, then how will his followers know him to be the true Messiah, the one from God who will restore a broken relationship between God's people and God? and that will offer salvation and everlasting life. Now, Jesus describes the relationship between God and his followers in the form of a new covenant. The old covenant was to be fulfilled through perfect obedience to God's laws. But obedience to the law in all of its manifestations is impossible, leading us to wonder, how will I be saved? How will I be saved? The new covenant establishes a new relationship between God and us. The covenant is a relationship in which we are still convicted by our own sins, but saved through God's grace by faith. And how do we have faith? We believe, just like Thomas and like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. The essence of this trust is that the sheep know and trust the shepherd in their hearts in their hearts. The relationship Jesus is describing is one in which the leadership or authority of the shepherd is given out of love and trust, not out of wealth or worldly power. We believe in our hearts that Jesus was born as a man, but also is the Son of God that was sent by God so that we could be reconciled through his loving sacrifice on the cross, fully human, fully divine. As Peter says in our epistle, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that free from sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed for you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Being a sheep under Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, is the fulfillment of our desire 
to have Jesus as our leader by the knowledge in our hearts that Jesus is our salvation. And not only has this been accomplished once and forever, but the relationship is fundamentally changed. We have an advocate in Jesus, one who stands beside us and mediates for us with God the Father. We also have the Holy Spirit who guides us and leads us to the truth. We are joined with other Christians in the church through the sacrament of holy baptism. My hope for us today is that we will set aside our pride and self-centeredness and embrace Jesus Christ as our good shepherd, the one who protects us from evil and who leads us in and out of the sheepfold. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will call and know us by name and that you will lead us into greater understanding of the meaning of the resurrection and into lives of love and truth. We admit that we cannot save ourselves, so we pray that you will open our hearts to hear your voice, to love you and to follow you as you call us into discipleship in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.